It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Dugout. Premier League preview. Football Social Daily. Rivalry is refreshed at Ellen Road this weekend in the Premier League as Leeds United welcome Manchester United after being smashed for five on opening day will Leeds exact their revenge. A White's win will please Wolves who are unlikely contenders for the Champions League places this season. They host Leicester who have been lacklustre. Is Brendan Rodgers running out of road? Plus a grumpy Antonio Conte faces one of the toughest tests yet as Tottenham boss when he faces a rampant Manchester City and can Newcastle keep up their fine form as they fight to beat the drop when they welcome a West Ham side who have just started to stutter. All of the action previewed on today's show. This is The Dugout, the podcast featuring former top flight professionals and delighted to say joining me today we've got former Leeds, Leicester and current Middlesbrough defender Sol Bamba. Good to have you back Sol, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Looking forward to chatting to you and also making his dugout debut today. Former whole city and Leicester man, Matty Fryat. Welcome to the show, Matty. How are you doing, mate? Like Sol said, good to be on. No problem at all. Looking forward to, to chatting to you. Before we do, um, I was just speaking to you, Matty, before the show and you said that uh, Sol's held you at arm's length on a couple of occasions. <laughs> I'm sure I said the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say, Matty. You give me a tough time, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got the pleasantries out of the way. <laughs> uh, let's get stuck into the Premier League games this weekend. There's a rival game this weekend. Leeds against Manchester United at Ellen Road. It's a two o'clock kickoff on Sunday. Now, you used to play for Leeds United, Sol, and I'm sure you would have been made aware of the rivalry between Leeds and Manchester United. When you get ready for these big derby games. What is the preparation like? Is it what we often hear players and managers say, it's the same as any other game? Or do you as players know that there's a little bit different to it? Oh, it, it is a lot different, actually, you know, I'm not going to lie. I mean, we're always going to say that, you know, to, 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 to don't put uh, too much expectation on us and, uh, and, and, and to the fans as well. But it's a massive game for us. We know that uh, when you go to derby and big games. And like you said, as soon as you walk in and Leeds, uh, the, the the fans and the club made you aware of the rivalry with Man United, you know. Um, 
when I was there, we weren't playing the top flight football, but all they talked care about and talk about is Man United. So I'm sure all the lads would be exciting to play that game and the fans were in particular because they haven't played those kind of games in the Premier League for, for many, many years. Obviously, they're not only rivals, but Manchester United beat Leeds 5-1 at the start of the season, Matty. That game was opening day. As players, are those the sorts of results that really stick in your throat a little bit and ones that you want to put right when it comes to the reverse fixture? Yeah, definitely. That was our Barrington result for Leeds on the, on that day. Um, but they'll be fully aware of Manchester United. But from a Leeds perspective, they'll be thinking, well, they're capable of doing it again. But they've got, obviously, home advantage. The fans won't want it. And I think Leeds will want to put it to Manchester United this weekend. I think it's a great point that you make about the supporters because um, the two sets of fans will be at each other, I'm sure, across social media in the build-up to this game. As a defender, Sol, when you've conceded five to a team or you've had a bad day at the office, does the determination then become into overdrive to make sure that you keep it tight? Because, you know, conceding five would have been embarrassing for Leeds, particularly to Manchester United on that day. Yeah, absolutely. And you want to pull it right, you know. Um, defender, you know, they, they leave on a clean sheet, you know what I mean? So when you, when you concede one... You're upset too. You're even more upset. So five against your big, <laughs> your bigger rival. Of course, that's going to hurt. So you know, I'm sure uh, all this week leading to the games, the, the lads will be talking about it and uh, and working on it to make sure you know that that doesn't happen have happen again. But as a as a defender, you, you you take it personally because you know, like I said before, you you love a clinchy and you don't want to concede goals. So when you concede five, that's 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 embarrassing, really. So I'm sure they would want to to to, to put that right. Every player's different, Salt. Every defender is slightly different. So what camp are you in? Are you the sort of player who would want to communicate and talk about that last result and think about how you might be able to improve on the next game? Or is it just one of those where you're like, forget about it, that was the start of the season, we're a better team now, etc., etc.? Which kind of camp do you fall in? Oh, I'm definitely on the first camp. You've got to talk about it because if you don't talk about it and 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 um, and, and try to rectify it, it will happen again. So... You know, what is important is, like you said, you talk about it, you put it right, you, you see what you've done right or wrong, and you move on because it's important to move on. The next the next game is always the most important one. So you make sure you, 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 you watch it and you talk about it to make sure it doesn't happen again, like I said, and you move on pretty quickly. But you def in my opinion, you definitely have to to review the, the, the game and see what you've done right and uh, especially what you've done wrong because you don't want that to, to, to happen again. Obviously, Leeds United are quite close to the relegation zone and they'll be wanting to pick up a result just to kind of ease the pressure there. Manchester United chasing the top four and one of their goals midweek against Brighton, Matty, came through Cristiano Ronaldo, which means it's now 21 consecutive years in which he scored a professional goal, which is just a ridiculous record. The numbers are mad, aren't they? Sol's shaking his head. They're just a joke, some of the numbers. Um, but in that first game of the season, he hadn't signed for Manchester United yet. He, he wasn't in the building. Um, but that goal, after not scoring in, in six games before that, I mean, not like Ronaldo's short of confidence, Matty, but as a striker, you you know what it's like when you get one, that can kind of light the fire under you, can't it? Definitely. Even though the other day, I think it was a bit of relief. I think two games ago, obviously he missed the penalty, missed a few chances, seemed like he was snatching at opportunities. Obviously, we all know how special Ronaldo's been and his goals speak for itself, the type of player he is. But I think it was a little bit of relief, um, the goal against Brighton. Uh, and then... 
there was one near the end where he just laid it up for Fernandez. If he'd been in a few games before, he would have gone for goal himself. But that goal for Man United was a real boost and what they needed. Yeah, I think there's a bit of relief probably that he's finally kind of scored for the first time in seven games. It's not often that you you say that about Cristiano Ronaldo. If he needs any advice on taking penalties, then we got the man here to to help him out. After Sol dispatched his spot kick at Old Trafford, coolest man in the place. Um, didn't fancy celebrating at the end, Sol. I don't know what that was all about. You just decided to to stand there and take in the moment. Um, what was what was it like to play at Old Trafford the other week? We often talk about Manchester United being a, a legendary club in England, and rightly so because of all the trophies they've won. But there have been some criticisms that it's not as difficult a place to go to Old Trafford's a bit easier to go there and get a result now than it used to be I know this game against Leeds is at Elland Road but I just wanted your perspective as someone who played there only a couple of weeks ago how you feel about that No I think it's, it's lesson the, 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 it's arguably one of the biggest club in in the world and the biggest club in, in the country so you know it's, it's, it's always going to be up there you know and there's everything about it the, the, the stadium look immaculate the pitch the fans you know, um, and you walk in there, and you can you can you can feel the the, the history and uh, and everything goes about uh, about big clubs. But I think when people said when they go there and it's not as difficult as before, it's just because the fans are quiet. You know, they, you need to entertain them before they respond. And other clubs, you you from from minute one until the end of the game, they they sing and they they, 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 they encourage the team. But United, I think people said they. They're best boy because they used to have good football and good players. So you know you have to entertain them if you like. But it's still a massive club, and uh, and it's always difficult to play there. You know the other day they had many many chances, they missed penalties as well. If they scored those chances, it would be a different game. So obviously we we had a game plan, we 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 did well, we executed the game plan, and uh, at the end we won the game in penalty. But you know it could be a different uh, different game altogether. And I'm I'm telling you, I've got. Nothing to teach Cristiano Ronaldo when he comes to goals, let me tell you. Were you nervous taking that penalty? No, I wasn't. No, I'm not going to lie, Neil. I wasn't nervous because, you know, first of all, I wanted to take one. And I said straight away to the gaffer, I'll take one. Um, and I wanted to take the first one, actually, so I can get it out <laughs> of the way. Um, but a few of the lads wanted to take it before me. But, you know, no, I, I just take it as a, as a challenge. And I wanted to take one. And I was confident in myself, like, uh, I can score, you know. And uh, I've been in a situation like this before in... African Cup of uh, Nation final where I needed to take penalties and that. So I've been there before. So, you know, I wasn't nervous at all, but I'm happy I, I, I scored. I wouldn't be happy if I missed that, that's for sure. Well, you did a good job and Middlesbrough did what they needed to do to get through to the next round of the FA Cup. So congratulations and best of luck for the rest of the FA Cup. And of course, a championship with Middlesbrough. Back to this game in the Premier League, though. And I know it's a rivalry. Uh, so a kind of a, a context needs to be applied to this game, Matty, but... When it comes to the league table, United are chasing fourth. They want to be in the Champions League next season. They need to beat Leeds, don't they? They need to be beating teams like Leeds United if they want to get in the top four. For a top four spot, they've got they've got to be beating Leeds. And Man United want to beat Leeds, of course they will. Uh, not just because of a rivalry, but to have any aspirations of finishing the Champions League spots, they have to beat Leeds. Um, with Manchester United, though, this season... Don't think they've really got an, an identity anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, consistency hasn't been there. And I'm looking at the game, and obviously you referred to the, the result earlier on in the season with a 5-1 win. I, I could see them winning like that at the weekend, but at the same time, I could also see them 
been turned over. You, I really don't know, and I don't think Man United know what they're going to get. You'd think the game from midweek would bring that confidence into it, but if they don't start the game off well and the intensity of what Leeds will bring to that game, right. especially with the atmosphere that's created at Ellen Road, they could find it difficult, but to really be getting the top four, they have to beat Leeds. You say that you don't know what you're going to get from Man United. Do you think the players know that? Uh, I don't think the players know. Uh, that's minus it. Obviously, they've got quality. You're talking about Pogba, Fernandez, Ronaldo, Sancho. Sancho seems to be coming into a bit of form. But as a team, I don't think they know. I think they're going out there more hoping. And obviously, they've got an in- individuals that can create something from nothing. But as a team, I don't think they know what what they're doing at the minute, in my opinion, um, which is always difficult. And I think the players are aware of that as well. Uh, it certainly looks that way in the performances. Shaping up to be a fascinating game this weekend in the Premier League. Leeds United versus Manchester United kicks off on Sunday at two o'clock from Ellen Road. We've got another Sunday kickoff to discuss next. Wolves take on Leicester. We'll do it after this here on The Dugout. The Dugout, Premier League preview, Football Social Daily. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The Dugout, Premier League preview, Football Social Daily. Welcome back to the podcast. Wolves against Leicester is our next Premier League fixture we're going to tackle. 4.30 kickoff at Molyneux on Sunday. And Wolves have fashioned themselves as unlikely contenders for the top four. They've got the tightest defence in the Premier League, Sol, aside from the leaders, Man City. And I guess that just shows that having a good platform to build from can bring you success. Absolutely, and for me, that's the key. You know, we all, you know, it's all saying the game like uh, a good defense, a very good defense win your title, and a good striker win your games. You know, so you have to have a good foundation, and uh, that's that's what Wolves go, and that's why they've got they're doing so well this season. And uh, you know, it's only Man City we got better defense, and they're the top of the league. So, you know, for me, it start it start from there. If you if you if you're very solid and you keep as much as clean sheet as you can, you know, you got half a chance. How much credit do you think the manager deserves, Sol, for, for what he's done, having gone in there replacing Nuno Espirito Santo at the start of the season, who did go to Tottenham at the time, but he had done such a good job at Wolves and it kind of went a little bit stale. So to take over from him wouldn't have been easy, but he's done yeah. a really good job. Absolutely. He deserves a lot of credit because, like you said, Nuno did a good job there. You know, it was always going to be difficult to replace him. So, you know, we came in, you know, I know a couple of players at Wolves, they said he's very, he's very uh, down to earth. He know how to, he explain what he wants. He, he've got a way of play and, uh, and he's a lovely guy. So that's why the, 
the, the, the lads buy into his idea and uh, we have to give him a lot of credit to be fair because you know he's doing a fantastic job so far. What about at the other end of the pitch, Matty? Your area of expertise, um, they don't score a great deal of goals, but they don't let a great deal of goals in either. They've still got players to come back from injury. Pedro Neto is one that I think could make a, a big difference for them when he's available again. Um, Jimenez, we weren't sure about how he would react to that head injury, but they seem to be doing enough to win games, and I guess that's all the manager can ask for. Yeah, I think Sol touched on it there. That foundation with not conceding many goals, you're not going to go far wrong. And they have still, like you said, mentioned Neto and Jimenez is massive. They've had him back this year. I know it's hasn't been as probably in the, the form as what he was before the injury. I know he's getting back to it, but that's the he's a big player for Wolves and again scored the other day. And uh, they they can nick a goal, Wolves can, and Jimenez is key to that. But obviously if you're keeping clean sheets, you're always in with a chance of either getting something from the game or even stealing the win as such. But they played well. Wolves have gone. Mm. Radar, and I think um, they haven't had the credit that what's been deserved. But at the same time, I think they want to keep under that radar, and they're still pushing. They're they're a good team. They got a great result the other day, and by all accounts, they played really well. We don't want to say that they can't do something because you know in football, never say never. But they're not going to get in the top four, are they, Matty? I mean, that is that just a stretch stretch too far? I, I wouldn't write them off. Uh, I really wouldn't. I think it would be a stretch. Uh, I think there are other teams that I'd fancy more than Wolves, but um, they're going to the radar. It's mm-hmm. it's people like us who now start talking about them that, <laughs> that may add a bit more pressure onto them. But so far, they're doing really well and just going about the business without sort of anyone knowing. And they're a good team on the day. They can match anyone. Um, but it'd be interesting to see. At the minute, they're in a good place, though. Yeah, they certainly are. And they host the Leicester City side who have struggled this season. Really fascinated to see how this one unfolds at Molyneux. Brendan Rodgers has done a really good job, so I think, on the whole as Leicester manager. But he's just starting to come under a bit of pressure. Do you think that that's fair? Do you, can you understand why some supporters are a bit frustrated with the way Leicester have gone this season? Uh, in a way, yeah. Because, you know, the last couple of seasons, Leicester have done very, very well. So, therefore, their fans have got expectation now. Um, we all know how good the manager Brendan Rodgers is, but I think it's, it's, we have to, he have a few excuses because he had a low injury. I know he's not a reason and everyone's got injury, but you know he, he never complained about it, which is good uh, compared to other managers in, in the league, but he, he did have a low, low injury. And at, at the key area as well, he can't put a back four together. You know, Vestigard came in, he's always injured as well. And that's the, the, the difference between be, between them and Wolves is massive because Wolves got a good foundation and Leicester don't have it. And I think when you don't have that, a, a solid partnership at, um, at the back with two centre-half, it's going to be very difficult. We keep chopping and changing between games. Uh, you go in Didi, we play there sometimes. You know, you go Amati, we play there sometimes. And we know them too as centre-midfielder. So it's very, very difficult. So... You know, I feel sorry for him in a way, but because he's got such a good squad and he's done so well recently, you know, people expect to expect, expect him to do better. The Farner, Evans, big players for Leicester. Uh, and I know every, every team has injuries, but it has really affected Leicester. When we talk about Leicester, we often talk about consistency. It's something you mentioned just there, Sol. Um, and, and we've also mentioned Brendan Rodgers, and he's dealt with a lot as a manager so far. How hard is it to get consistency and achieve consistency? Because it feels like whenever we're talking about 
matches and teams putting a run of form together. Everyone just throws the word consistency out there like it's an easy thing to achieve, but it takes a lot of graft on the training ground to get that right, doesn't it? Absolutely, and it's so difficult to get. I mean, I, I guess it, it, it comes with winning games because winning is a habit. So if you, if, you, if you get that habit of winning games, straight away consistency come in, and uh, you got confident and um, confidence, and that's 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 how you can create that, I guess. Because you know, if if you lose game and it's difficult, and you got a lot of injury, and the team keep chopping and changing, you don't know who you play next to. It's always very very difficult. Uh, but when you win games, all this is is, is it, it just it just flow, and um, and you feel much better. So I guess it's just about winning games and uh, and the more you win games the, the, the better it is Matty when it comes to Brendan Rodgers and the pressure that he's allegedly under when you look at the bar that Leicester have set for themselves it is something that you've mentioned it's something that Sol's mentioned as well which is they've won the FA Cup last season they've finished fifth the last two seasons and were unlucky not to get in the Champions League so does there need to be a bit of objectivity here when it comes to Brendan Rodgers and his future potentially at Leicester I think it's just gone from what's happened the, the previous seasons and that success. They get a few wins. They're, they're what, seventh, eighth in the league? Uh, I think it's just come from a little bit disgruntled with how this season's gone and that cup performance was was difficult one to take for the fans, especially with the local derby and being the holders of the cup. Um, that was a, a bit of pill for them. Um, but all in all, I think, I think Leicester's still OK. It's just that third-year thing, and um, from our point of views, we'd be thinking, actually, they're okay. You compare them to, say, mm-hmm. Aston Villa, and you say Aston Villa doing okay this year. It's just all the, the the success they've had in recent times. It's like, well, Leicester should be top four. No, they shouldn't, but I think they want to be a little bit higher than what they are, but they're not too far away from where they, you'd probably put them, to be honest. I think that's a fair comment. And also, it's not like Leicester have all of a sudden got bad players. I mean, they've still got very good players and they will win um, uh, probably more games than they'll lose over the course of a season just because of the quality of players that they do have. So I think that's worth bearing in mind. Uh, another big game in the Premier League, Wolves against Leicester, Sunday 4.30. Going to take another quick break now. And after that, there'll be two more Premier League games. We're going to pick up on City, play Spurs, West Ham, play Newcastle. We'll do those next after this. The Dugout Premier League Preview Football Social Daily Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Dugout Premier League Preview Football Social Daily 
Welcome back to the show. This is the dugout from Sports Social. My name's Niall. I've got Sol Bamba and Matty Fryer alongside me, two players who know exactly what it's like to play in the Premier League. And leading the way in the top flight at the moment are the imperious Manchester City. They welcome Tottenham to Etihad Stadium on Saturday evening. They haven't found it easy against Spurs in recent years, Matty, but... A win here for Manchester City will keep them firmly in control of the title race. Do you think that it's their title to lose now at this stage? 100%. I think they've been incredible up until this point. They're, they're not letting everyone, anyone have a sniff. Even Liverpool on the coattails, but at the same time, they're just relentless, aren't they? Some of the performances and the football that they're, they're playing, they're, they're magnificent, aren't they? Uh, I think going to this weekend's fixture on the back of a Champions League performance where they've absolutely taken apart sport in Lisbon. Uh, and they're doing that with most teams in the Premier League. So it is it is to lose in my eyes. You, you never know with a couple of bad results, but at the same time, the pressure would then... Liverpool always going into the next game trying to emulate what Man City have done and they just haven't allowed them to even get close, to be honest. Um, they, they've just been so impressive, haven't they? during the course of the campaign. I can't see any reason why Man City aren't going to go on and, and win the Premier League again this year. Yeah, certainly with that Champions League display as well. Completely battering sport in Lisbon. Um, five goals to nil. Some result to take back into a home leg of a last 16 tie in the Champions League. As for Tottenham, no European football for them. And Antonio Conte looks like a... A bit of an unhappy man at the moment. Um, they've given up some ground in the fight for the top four, Sol. Do you think if they lose to Manchester City this weekend, which is easily done given how good they're playing, do you think that that makes that challenge to get in the top four harder than ever? It would be harder if, if, if they lose that game, which it probably was going to happen because the, the, the way Man City play at the minute. Um, but it's not going to be over because there's still a lot of games to be played and uh, they're all going to play each other. So, you know, it's still, a, it's still a, a chance for Tottenham to be in the top four. But I think no one won that top four spot at the minute because one minute is West Ham, the minute after is Arsenal, you know, Wolves are up there as well. So it'd be interesting to see. But Tottenham need to do more. They need to give more um, money to Conte or freedom for him to bring his own players because I have to say, I, was, I know it's a difficult uh, transfer window, the January one, but I expected them to do more business. And we can clearly see Conte is frustrated because he came out, I think, today or yesterday saying he wasn't happy with the business they'd done. So, you know, if you bring a manager like Conte, you have to let him spend money and then bring the player he wants because he wants success now. You know, and I think he mentioned like uh, Tottenham got good young players co uh, coming through and they're looking uh, uh, about the future. But he wants success now, you know, and every club he's been. He won titles because, you know, he won player with the ready right now for to do the job for him. So if, they, if Tottenham are not ready to do that, they may as well let him go. I'm glad you've mentioned those Antonio Conte interviews, Sol, because you've played a lot of matches in your career. You've played for a lot of managers. Do the boys read the interviews? Do they hear the noise from the press? And we often hear messages from dressing rooms saying that they don't, but it, they obviously do, don't they? 100%. The thing is, especially today, with social media and everything, you, you, you're going to see it. You're going to see it. And to be fair, manager, when you do press conference or when they talk to media after game and all that, is a message for the players because they know the players will listen to it or read it and see it. So, you know, for me, it's a clear message for them. So when they say they don't read it, yeah, we don't go to the shop to buy the paper. But 
you know, with social media, you see it, you know, on your phone or your family will see it, your friend, you, 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 you know, and everyone's going to talk about it. So when when we said that, it's an old cliche. It's not, it's not the truth, that's for sure. <laughs> well, your old mate, Yaya's coaching at Tottenham at the moment. <laughs> so I'm sure you can get the inside scoop from him, whatever's going on down there at Tottenham Hotspur against one of his old clubs as well, Man City, where he's so loved there, of course. Um, what about you, Matty? Obviously... When you, um, much like Sol, when you started your career, there, there was no social media, but now it's such a huge part of the game. Would you be of the thinking that the boys that you've played with in dressing rooms over the years would be of the persuasion that they do understand what's going on in the press and what the manager's been saying? <laughs> Definitely. You're going to hear that <laughs> message loud and clear. Um, and he's a winner, isn't he? In January, I cannot understand why Tottenham didn't do any business. We know it's a difficult window. It was clear that Tottenham needed some players and his own players, and and they didn't produce that. And at the same time, he must be thinking, well, "I've come here to win. I want to push on." They've got obviously some talented individuals in the in the team. At the minute, sort of on the cusp of or outside of the top four, I haven't come here just for top four. Mm. And that message is loud and clear to the board, the supporters. I'm here to actually go and do something. I think it's a really good point and it's one that we talk about a lot. And the amount of times on this podcast we've spoken about will they, won't they get in the top four? And it's strange now that the Premier League's become such a beast soul that finishing fourth is considered this this big achievement now, which it is, it is an achievement, but it's not the same as lifting a trophy at the end of a season, is it? No, absolutely not. And I I think it's it's important you you, you said that because I think clubs just 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 are very happy to finish fourth because they know they're going to play Champions League and, uh, and therefore a lot of money is going to is going to come into it. But like you said, the main thing and winner like like Conte or Pep, those type of manager, top four is not good enough. You know, top four is not, is not a trophy. You want to win trophies. So I, I understand club like West Ham, Leicester, with all due respect, I've got for those clubs. Finishing top four is massive for them and for the finance as well. And they can attract bigger and bigger, bigger players. But those top six or four clubs like uh we like to call them top four shouldn't should, should never be the target they should just the target should be the title and therefore if you if, if you fail you, you you try to be as close as you can but top four should never be enough for any big club in this country yeah when you hang up your boots at the end of your career you're not gonna look over in a trophy cabinet and see something that says top four are you it just, exactly. there's nothing there for that <laughs> it's the way things go um talking of top four west ham united playing newcastle united this is a saturday half 12 kickoff let's talk about newcastle united then and they'll be missing kieran trippier who's uh, picked up uh, a broken metatarsal. It's his fifth one, so the one that connects his foot to his little toe, effectively. He'll be a miss considering the part he's played in the last two games. But after winning three games in a row, Sol, and now they're out of the relegation zone, the confidence is going to be sky high, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely massive. You know, I mean, don't get me going. Um, Trippier's going to be a massive loss for them. You know, he become, he came in and done very well, couple, caused a couple of goals. Uh, but not only that, you know, I think he's all influence, you know, in the team. Uh, I think he had the captain armband uh, the last two games. So it'd it, be a massive miss. But nevertheless, Newcastle are in good form now. They're winning games, like you said, they're out of the relegation zone. Um, and that helped massively for, for your confidence. So, you know, uh, I think they, 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 they can go on a run now. And uh, obviously they brought a couple of players as well. 
um, other than Trippier to 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 help uh, the team. So I like to think Newcastle will be okay now. Yeah, certainly they've they've done really well the last few games. Won't be easy though going to West Ham and trying to get a result. Now, before we finish the podcast, oh, the last time we spoke to you, we were right in the thick of the Africa Cup of Nations. We've seen the tournament finish now with Senegal winning their first ever AFCON title at the expense of Egypt in a final that went to penalty shootout. Um, what was your overall takeaway from the tournament? What did you make of AFCON? Uh, I think it was a, f- a fantastic um, spectacle um, for the world to see. Um, and I think that was important for, 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 for the continent in Africa. You know, we want to show a good image and uh, we want uh, Europe and the rest of the world to to respect the competition like they respect the Euro and the World Cup. So in that, in, in that point of view, it was, it, was, it was good, in my opinion. Um, Senegal deserve it, to be fair, and it's good for them, you know, their the first ever African Cup of Nations. But I was disappointed that Vricos didn't go further, I'm not going to lie, you know. Um, but overall, I think it was, a, it was a good tournament and um, we want to represent Africa the best we can. So I have to say that everyone there played a part and um, it was a good tournament overall. It feels like a lot more people have watched AFCON this year than ever before. Have you noticed that as well? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why it was important for, 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 for us to show a good image. And I think that's what we did. And, um, and I think it's important, like, you know, people like yourself and every other media to talk about it and, uh, and, 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 and to show it. And that's, 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 what, we, that's what we want. And um, in a way, it's good. But in another way, it put pressure to the players. You know, I think that's what some of the players and um, some of the teams didn't perform the way, my opinion, should they, they should have uh, uh, performed. But you know, that's um, that's that's what happened when uh, when you're a big club or when you when you play for a big tournament and when the, the the spotlight is on you. That's how you have to to, to perform. But that's the that's another story. Sol, great stuff. Brilliant to talk to you as ever, mate. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Good luck no, with pleasure. Middlesbrough against Bristol City this weekend. And for all the games throughout the rest of the season, I'm sure we'll talk to you again before the end of the campaign. Uh, thanks as well to Matty Fryatt for making his debut on today's episode. He'll be off doing some scouting this weekend, I'm sure. So keep an eye out for Matty in the stands of your local club. He might be lurking around trying to nick some of your players. Um, but that's it from us here on The Dugout. Don't forget to hit subscribe. We are the only podcast with a new episode talking about Premier League football every single day of the season so if you hit subscribe that way you won't miss one but that's it from us today from me Sol and Matty see you later The Dugout Premier League Preview Football Social Daily